to the very first episode of Midnight Gaming Session. I am your host, Justin, and on the very first episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about my favorite game of all time, Skyrim. I did want to talk about Bethesda and Oblivion and Skyrim all together with all the spin-out games, but I felt that it was going to be a very long episode, and I didn't want to take too much of your time tonight. But I will talk about Skyrim because, like I said, it is my very personal favorite game of all time. And I want to share with you my favorite memories, my funny moments, my mad moments, whatever you want to call them. I want to share those moments with you and see if you had the same moments with me. So pull up your controller and let's go ahead and talk about Skyrim. So on tonight's episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about Skyrim, like I said. Now, personally, Skyrim is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, it is ranked number one. And the reason why I say that is just when I first played it, I thought, you know, it was good overall. It was a very, very good, almost perfect game. The reason why I say almost perfect because, you know, games have flaws. And, you know, one of the big things Bethesda has been known for is bugs and glitches. But we'll get into those aspects here in a little bit. Let me go ahead and talk about Skyrim before we get into what I need to talk about. So like I said, Skyrim, it, it, it's a really good game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And you can't deny the impact Skyrim's made on the gaming community. And, you know, I want to say around the world or pop culture, wherever you want to say. You know, I say pop culture just because I know I have Funko Pops of them. There's merchandise still being sold to this day of Skyrim, even though it's been 10 plus years. The game's still going on in all platforms. Like, Skyrim is a very important game. And I know people are, some people are probably sick and death and tired of Skyrim and they wanted Elder Scrolls 6. I mean, don't get me wrong, I want that game too. But Skyrim is still a fun game to play. And the reason why I say that is just all the elements that have been involved with Skyrim. Um, so one of those elements we're going to go ahead and talk about right now is the story and the graphics. So let's get into that. So the first point we're going to go ahead and talk about tonight is the graphics and the story so at the time that skyrim came out with the 360 these graphics were really impressive for what it was at the time i don't know previous game oblivion i thought those graphics were awesome and i thought nothing was ever going to top those graphics looking back at it now i was stupid but i was you know how you look at those graphics and you'd be like, nothing's ever going to top that on graphics. Well, you know how long we all were on that. but Or just me. But the graphics in Skyrim, it was really a good improvement, especially on the Xbox 360 and how capable it was to go ahead and do that. I remember, I think it was one of the first games you could actually download the game into the 360. You still have to have the disc in it, but you have to download the game into the 360 to go ahead and actually... I guess had better graphics, better frames per second and everything like that. I'm not too sure, but I remember hearing that. And so when I did that, I want to say everything looked good. Like when it came to rendering, it was a little bit janky, um, but that, that was expected. Like I said earlier, it's Bethesda. You know, Bethesda is not really well known for completing games. Um, I give it that. Bethesda is really well known for their bugs and glitches and I think they kind of own that like I guess when 
comes to bugs and glitches, that's their identity now. Like, that's what they're known for. And that's, they don't deny it, but they don't want to accept it. They just know they're known for that. So, when Skyrim came out, of course, it was going to have bugs and glitches. You can see it all over YouTube. Type glitches in Skyrim or whatever. Like, I mean, it's funny. And, you know, it's not a complete game, but it's still a fun game. You can't deny it's not a fun game. The graphics make the game, uh, made that game. Sorry for that statement, but when I first saw the opening scene where you're waking up, you know, of course, you know, you're a prisoner, you're being taken too quick, get your head chopped off, spoiler alert. And I thought it was just very, very good. The scenery was very, you know, at the time it was very beautiful. The way they had the, the people presented, the cards, the horses, the the background, the trees, the sky, even the voice acting, like, you can hear the birds, you can hear, you know, the, uh, you can hear the horses stomping on the ground, the carriage, the wheels, the people talking in the background, you can just hear all that, and it just felt so good with those graphics, but, like I said, the rendering did kind of, kind of playing a factor in it when you're going too fast, or the game didn't catch up to what you were doing it's just rendering and it's blocky and it's glitchy yeah I'll give it that but the graphics were at the time really good and as the years went on they updated those graphics for each platform man even uh, even in the mod community you can you can get you can download a mod that makes the graphics even better so that's what I'm saying like Skyrim has this Skyrim has this replay value of keeping keeping it going because of the mod community and we'll talk about the mod community a little bit later on in this podcast or this episode but you know when it came to the sword the way the swords look the way you know the enemies looked the dragons looked the people you know it was an upgrade from what they looked in oblivion to what they look at skyrim um it was a good overhaul um it was a very good uh, good graphic overhaul. But, you know, aside from the graphics, we're going to go ahead and talk about the story. So, you're what... Some of you know the story, some of you may not know the story, but you are what is known as called the Dragonborn. You don't know it yet, but that's the whole part of the story. And so, I want to say, I'm just... I don't, I don't remember the main story because that wasn't my main focus in that game. I remember being in the game maybe like once or twice... But of course, I remember the bad guy's name is Alduin. I think he's the king of dragons. I'm not too sure. But he brings the dragons back. And it's your job to go ahead and do all these missions and go fight him and basically kill him. That's, that's, that was the whole premise of the story. It was... It was a very good story. And at the time when they were introducing dragons, that was kind of played out in the media and in the video games because everything had had dragons in it. And so, it's not like I was dis- I wasn't disappointed, but I just wanted to know where they were going with the dragon story. So you are the dragonborn, and you have to kill the dragons, and you have to go on these quests, go on these missions, and the story I I give it I give it a good like out of ten, I give it a six point five out of ten. The story was good. It was, you know kill the bad guy you know that's how every story is gonna go and like every game you gotta kill the bad guy you gotta save 
you know the world like it's it's a simple premise but it's a very good premise when it's done right and I feel like the story was done right you have to go do all this stuff to become a strong dragonborn you have to learn the dragon language you have to get all these shouts you have to get the best weapon the best gear you have to go ahead and find the right people to help you out just to kill Alduin and you have to have help from you know Patharax Patharax I think I'm saying it right which I didn't know that the voice of Patharax or you know the elder dragon that helps you on the very high mountain he's voiced by Super Mario the guy who does Super Mario that's the same voice and I thought that was pretty cool um, I know Bethesda is known for getting these these amazing voice actors in their games, like in Oblivion they had uh, Patrick Stewart playing the you know the king, and they have Fallout Three they have Liam Neeson playing your dad, and so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so my opinions on the story, yeah, like I said, it was six point five out of ten, and what I did in the story, like I said, it wasn't my main focus. That's Let's be honest, if you play any Bethesda game, the main story is not your focus. Fallout 4, Fallout 3, Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, Fallout New Vegas would know. You know what? That wasn't Bethesda. But still, like any of those RPG games, the main story is not your focus. Because that is another great thing about Skyrim. You have these side quests and you have the guilds and you have the other side stories that are also good too. Um, you have the DLC stories that are good. I feel like Skyrim was best known for the open world and the other side quest story more than the main story. Now, I'm not saying the main story is bad, but, you know, that's... People don't remember the game for the main story. They remember for the funny moments. They remember for the, the guilds and all the other moments, too. I mean, the only part of the story people remember is the opening scene, and that's like been... the That's like the meme, you know, where you awaken a carriage... Or, yeah, you wake in a carriage and they, you're finally awake. You know, that, that meme, you know, like I just saw, I forgot what I saw the other day. I don't know if it was on TikTok or if it was on Instagram, where someone was playing a ROM hack, ROM hack of a Pokemon game. And right when they went into battle, it went, the screen went blank. You know how you go into a Pokemon battle, the screen goes to a different screen. So when the screen went black, it just started playing the opening scene of Skyrim. That that is like the one thing I feel like people know about that story is that opening scene, that very famous opening scene. Like I said, the story is not a bad story. It's that simple premise, like I was saying, kill the bad guy, you save the world. It's still, like I said, if it's done right, it's good. And like I said, this was done good. This was done really good, you know. And especially with the dragons, the way they brought in the dragons, it was good. You know, you have to kill the dragons, like. The way it was is anyone can kill a dragon in that story. Anyone can kill a dragon, but they come back to life. You kill a dragon, you take their soul, and you also take their power. One of the most famous shouts in the game is the Fushroda, where you basically like push people with your shout, like you ragdoll them, and it's a very powerful shout. And so that's what they did pretty good with that, where you kill the dragon, you take their soul, they're never coming back, they're dead. They're dead again, because in this game, in this world, all the dragons are dead, and Alduin's bringing them back. And so, like I said, anybody can kill a dragon. The guards, a child, the dog, anybody can kill a dragon, but they're going to come back to life. As a dragonborn, you take their soul, they're never coming back, because you took their soul, of course, and you take their power. I know... Um, 
this other YouTuber and well, of course he's a YouTuber and he does a podcast, Fudge Muppet. His name is Fudge Muppet. Very good YouTube, you know, lore. Um, I like the way his details who work is, you know, with his research on Skyrim and everything he does, perfect. And his podcast is really good. You guys should go check it out. His name is Fudge Muppet and he talks about all the lore and all the all the conspiracy theories of Skyrim and I like to listen to him. So his his takes on the dragons and everything like that, it it was it was really good. And I got to learn a lot from that and that's how I got a little more in depth of the story from that. So when it came down to Okay, when it came down to the story. I beat the story, of course I beat the story. It was it was really good. You know, how you have to go to a different world. Excuse me. When you have to go to a different world just to fight him, you can't. You don't fight him on that on that same plane that you were killing the dragons. You go to like I think was I don't know it was for Valhalla, Sovngarde. It was Sovngarde. You have to go to Sovngarde just to fight him and kill him, and you have all the past dragonborns I think that were there, and of course you follow or whoever you have at the time. Remember, I think you have them there, and they're helping you fight. I'll do it. Excuse me. And the reason why I'm talking about the story and the graphics, like I said, it went it went together. If it wasn't for the graphics, the story would, would be good. If it wasn't for the story, the graphics wouldn't mean anything. It would have just been a really good graphical game and, you know, a bad story. You know, same thing with, you know, the other way around. It could have been a really, really good story, but, you know, bad, horrible graphics. And I know, I know some games for some some games graphics don't make the game but in this instance it did I'm not saying that graphics are the main thing you have to worry about there are a lot of great games a lot of great games games where the graphics don't matter the graphics are pixeled or, or whatever but the way these two went hand to hand I thought I thought it was really good I thought the presentation the way they set it up it was was really really good and so like I said I give I give the story 6.5 out of 10 and there were some funny moments with that there was a really lot of funny moments with that of course when you're fighting the dragon and they couldn't bone and then you know all the glitchy moments where the dragon is just flipping in air or he's still floating in air and he's still boned like it 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 was it was funny I remember there was a lot of a lot of funny things I remember doing while playing the main story. Um, I remember playing the main story and I forgot I had stole something and a guard caught me while I'm trying to fight a dragon. Like he's trying to arrest me. Well, I'm trying to fight and save the dragon from the city he's trying to protect. So I thought that was that that that, that, that was funny. Um, there was there was a lot of stuff that happened, um, but you know there was more stories. There was more stories. How do I word this? There was more stories but then besides the main ones. The main, the side ones, the guild stories were, I thought they were, they were really, really good. Um, the Thieves Guild, the Mages Guild, the, um, even the Bard's College, the Bard's Guild, you know, the Dark Brotherhood, you know, the Mythic Dawn, a Mythic Dawn, what am I talking about? The DLC, um, like, these side stories were really really good they kept you interested they kept you wanting to know what happened you have to go through all this stuff and so when I started playing the with the guilds 
it was like I said, I remember the guilt stories more than I remember the main story. That's that's how fun it was. That's how fun it still is to this day. When I start a new game with a new character, I always do the side quest and do the guilds first before I do the main mission. The only reason why I would do the main mission was to get the Fusrodash shout just so I can ragdoll him and kill him on the floor for covering. And um, the only time I would use that is when I'm with, I think, the Warriors Guild, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I would use that in the Warriors Guild. And so uh, right now we're going to go ahead. We'll go ahead and talk about the guilds right here in you know our next segment. We'll go ahead and talk about the guilds and their stories. So I want to say the whole gameplay was a better overhaul than Oblivion. Now I know there is a difference between when Oblivion came out and when Skyrim came out. You know they were going to do a whole bunch of upgrades and everything like that. But to see how... So I'll give you an example. So Oblivion, when you make create a character, you have these special classes that you were made. And those classes gave you like seven seven attributes like one one-handed combat magic restoration alchemy so those out of those seven skills skills okay out of those seven skills those will go faster than the other ones so if you didn't select one of them or you didn't have a class that was you know that you didn't like or you'd like but didn't have the right skills those skills would level up faster than the one so let's say you you got skills that you wanted but you also wanted to do like archery or acrobatics or something like that they will level up at a normal rate compared to the other ones but in here in Skyrim they'll all level up the same depending if you're using of course if you're using um, two handed weapons or one handed weapon or even if you're using a one handed weapon and you're using the block button those will level at the same time as any other levels that was like the best to me that was like the best decision they made for this game to me, that's what made this game a lot more fun because you can do all those things at the same time without being too overleveled and just, it was just, it was better that way. But you, I, I could understand where, let's say you did work on one, one-handed combat for like a long time and you're like level 60 and your two-handed combat is still level 20 or 15 or whatever at the time and you want to use it now i mean it's a little bit harder yes you'll get those weapons but it's a lot harder to kill the enemies just because they're they're ranked with you on that high level so you know it would just depend on how your gameplay was or how your skill was or how you played throughout the whole game it would just depend on your style and i know there was like a certain gameplay that you would play so my first playthrough i was an argonian and i beat the whole game with him and he was more of a sneak sneak archer so the bows and arrows the daggers the light armor the one handed weapons those were the sneaking the, the lock picking everything like that those were the ones i those were the ones i used the most and so when i beat the game or when i was doing everything else those were like almost maxed out like i remember my sneaking was maxed out for the very first time and the one thing I liked about that was you're sneaking, you double dagger, you do 12 times damage. That that was basically an instant kill for me because I've always, I think at the time I was doing dual wielding, but I was also working on one-handed combat as well. Excuse me. But 
that was a different that was different from Oblivion so let's talk about like the combat so like I said the the overhaul the overhaul from Oblivion to Skyrim was it was it was really good especially like the kill caps that was really really good so if you're clicking I'm going to I'm looking at videos of Skyrim and the gameplays right now so I'm on my remote looking at what to look at excuse me it's late at night sorry so when I played Skyrim for the first time and the gameplay was just amazing I could kill people with one hand swords, blah, do magic at the same time. It's not like where I had to back out, I had to use my magic and then I had to go back to my sword and everything like that. No, like it was it was a good flow of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Even when you were going switch weapons, you were switching weapons from, you know, going to the bow and arrows, you, you use your hot tabs and you use the um <laughs> sorry this ambulance just rolled by or something just rolled by my apartment complex um you use the hot touch to switch bow and arrows or your magic or whatever that you had it was it was a good flow to that even to even use your potions and everything like that that gameplay was just really really good sneaking the the lock picking system was was a lot revamped um it was a it was a very good it was a very good overhaul and transition from Oblivion to Skyrim. Like I said, they upgraded everything from that. So I want to see how, if they're going to keep that same system in the new Elder Scrolls game, or what they're going to do. If they're going to keep it or make it better or even make it worse. Like, who knows what they're going to go ahead and do. They got so much positive feedback from this gameplay system. That I don't. To, to be honest, I don't think they're going to change anything as much when it comes to that maybe if they'll add a few more skills because they did that at DLC they had a few more skills and if you look at the mod community they had like a lot more like branches on the skill trees so maybe they'll go look after that maybe they'll add more branches to the skill tree maybe they'll make the whole gameplay even more immersed um, I know they don't want to make it I feel like they wouldn't make it too immersed where it's like too much at the same time I can understand from that word like because they're, they're still trying to appeal to the casual player when like they they never played Skyrim where they played one time or two three times, and they're gonna about to play Elder Scrolls Six, but they don't know, they don't want to play because the the controls are too hard. So I I don't know how they're gonna go ahead and do it if they're still gonna keep the same basic simple system with Skyrim. It's just gonna be Elder Scrolls Six, whatever the title is, with the same combat system. Like I said, the combat system wasn't it wasn't bad. It was a very good combat system. It, re it was very good controllers. It was easy to use. So I feel like they're gonna keep that that same one, or maybe tweak it. But that's just that's just my opinion. Excuse me. So besides the combat and the gameplay, the thing I also want to talk about was the guilds. Hands down, it was better than. I, I want to say a little bit better than Oblivion. Um, the Thieves Guild, the Thieves Guild was my favorite to do in both Oblivion and Skyrim and so I remember playing Oblivion you had to do all this stuff to be the great box like you had to like do all this stuff it was yeah basic missions like stealing something or sneaking around or sneaking past people or you know just it was like an actual like 
Thieves Guild missions where you have to sneak, steal, all this stuff. So, in Skyrim, there was still sneaking around. You had to do this, you had to sneak and everything like that. But there was an option like if, you know, if you're being attacked, you can kill them. But you have, you have to be attacked first. And I know for Oblivion, there wasn't that much combat. If I, if I remember correctly, there wasn't much combat in Oblivion for the, the Thieves Guild. I think when it comes to the story, I think Skyrim had a little bit of edge over just because how it played out like it literally played out like it was part like if it was part of the main story like the these guild was an own story by itself it could be a main game story that's what I liked about that you know it went depth with old characters and old characters old friends and old past teachers and students and everything like that so it went it went deep into that with that these guild and I could say the same thing with the uh, the Dark Brotherhood you know, there's there's actually two secret. There's a secret ending to the Dark Brotherhood, and I thought it was pretty cool that they they were able to do that. You know, like that's what I liked about Skyrim. They had all these this. I mean, still even to this day, I'm pretty sure there's secrets or stuff that you haven't figured out, and that's what I like about Skyrim. That you know, it's still ten years later, and people still this day are still trying to figure out, or not trying. To, yeah, they're still trying to figure out something that just happened to them. Or they found a secret or something like that. They're still finding it to this day. You would think it's a ten it's a ten year old game, and they would have figured it out already. But no, they're still discovering it. But so when you play the Dark Brotherhood story and you go and you're you first start off where Astrid's she takes you and you have to kill you know those kill those three people and then you get to be in the uh, the Dark Brotherhood. You know, I know some people didn't know if you only have to kill one or two or three, you know. Uh, as, as soon as, like, I played it, I killed all three because, like, you're supposed to be this evil Dark Brotherhood character. It doesn't matter who you kill. So, of course, you do the Dark Brotherhood story. Uh, you know, I get introduced. I have all this cool gear. I get to sneak around with my bow and arrow, my daggers, and my one-handed sword and kill all these people, do all these side missions with these these people, you know, you have Cicero with a night mother, and um, that was a pretty cool little beginning because, like, I, it's it's a story within a story. So you're you're doing this stuff, and you have to kill like the king of like everything. I don't I don't remember how what you know, but you have to kill him. But then there's still that story of Cicero and the night mother. So you have to play those both stories and everything like that. You go to the story, you kill the king, kill Cicero, let him live or whatever like that. And then you, you rebuild because, you know, Astrid betrays you and you have to kill. You still have to kill the king and the people who are going after you and everything like that. But that was cool. You know, you kill the king and whatever. But when you do that very first mission with Astrid where she takes you, you have an option to kill Astrid. And I thought that was pretty cool. I remember reading it or watching it on YouTube where you can kill her and you there's a little mini story when you have to kill everybody in the Dark Brotherhood. You kill her and then you go, I think there's a note on her where it gives you the password to get in. And then you go to that, that general where he was trying to find the Dark Brotherhood and kill them. And you just let him know, like, hey, I'm going to kill the Dark Brotherhood. This is the reward I want. And he's like, okay, whatever, dude. And you go over there, you kill everybody except for like the vampire girl. And I think she was the only one that sur- 
that survived or something like that? Would you kill them all? Oh, excuse me. And you do that, and of course you collect your reward. But I thought that was pretty cool that they include those two little story elements. Like, you either could do this or you could do that, and it's done. That's it. Mage's Guild, you know, the Mage's Guild was a pretty good story and everything like that. I wasn't too into, like, much of the Mage's Guild. It was, it was a cool concept. It was a cool story. But it wasn't all that memorable. Even for both games. You know, I, I know that sounds bad, but it wasn't memorable at all. Even for the Warriors Guild um, in Skyrim. Like, yeah, you, you become a werewolf. That's how you become a werewolf and everything like that. But it, that wasn't like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, that's pretty cool. But, like, I that wasn't like, I don't know. That I wasn't really into it. The arena, and I believe I did like the arena. It was pretty cool. All you can make up become champion. But overall, the guilds were a lot better in Skyrim than they were in Oblivion. Like I said, the stories in Skyrim, like they they really like detailed like every little thing with every little character and everything like that. So when you include the guilds and how each guild works in your combat system, you know when you're Dark Brotherhood and your at these guild, you know you got the bow and arrow, you got the daggers, you got the sneaking, you got the lock picking, you got the pock picket pock, pock picking, what whatever you know, you know. Um, you have all those elements, and then if you want to do the Warriors Guild, you know, you can always add, like, the heavy armor, the shield blocking, the two-handed weapons, the one-handed weapons, the Mage's Guild, you know, you have all the magic you want to use. You want to use a necromance magic, or you want to use the destruction, or illusion, or restoration, or, like, the gameplay had you made, it made, the gameplay was... How do I say this? It was good tie-in to what you were doing at the time. And if you wanted to go ahead and be a mage, you can be a mage. And if you wanted to switch at last, not last minute, but if you want to switch mid through your, like, your level ups, like you started at level 1, now you're level 35, you're like, you know what, I don't want to do magic no more. You can still do that. It's going to be a pain in the butt leveling up, but you can still do that. You can catch up to what you were, you know. That's what I liked about Skyrim's gameplay mechanics like it was able to level up all that even though you're a high level already so overall I want to say it was good gameplay good guilds like like I said I don't know what they're going to do for Elder Scrolls 6 and you already know they're going to keep the guilds that those guilds are never going to change maybe they'll add one or two maybe they'll bring back a very old guild from the old games but those skills are not going to change. It's like a staple in the Elder Scrolls now. Um, just how uh, popular it's, it's gotten, you know. I feel like the guild stories were a lot better than the main story. And that's just my opinion. But I feel like they're a lot better because they're more detailed on how you can complete the quest and how you can play it out. And I feel like they're going to go ahead and change the gameplay. Or not change the gameplay. They're going to keep the gameplay. Even the bugs. Even even the glitches and it's funny because I have a lot of stories of how every time it glitched out or anything like that like it was just funny because like like I said Bethesda is known for their bugs and glitches and now I feel like with the whole modern community that's going to play a big part of the new game because I feel like it's going to come out with mods the very beginning is going to come out with mods like you have your game 
but you also have your game with mods, but you can't get trophies or whatever. Maybe they'll keep that safe system, maybe not. But I do have a couple stories that have to deal with like glitches and everything like that. So like I was saying earlier, um, Skyrim is, is, is really known for their, their glitches and their bugs. It's kind of like their identity where they know it's a bad, not a bad game, but you know it's bad where, you know, it could be game breaking or it could be funny. But I feel like it's more funny than game breaking. You know, Skyrim is Skyrim. You know, Skyrim is being, <laughs> that's just the word, Skyrim is being Skyrim. It's so funny to see like all these funny glitches and funny moments where your guy could fly in midair, like the famous like, where the giant hits you when with his club that's a glitch i didn't i didn't know that was a glitch until i read an article or saw a video saying where it was supposed to be a regular death animation but i think they forgot to take it out where you get hit up in very air i don't i don't know but that that glitch that's supposed to be a glitch and i thought that was really funny especially the first time where i'm fighting a giant and i didn't know they were like super powerful and it hit me and I'm flying in midair. I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, what the hell is going on? But like I said, it's Bethesda is known for their glitches. I mean, look at Fallout 3, look at Oblivion, look at Fallout 4, look at all their games. More than likely, it's glitched. It's glitched out and it's buggy. And it, it, it has come with a lot of funny moments, you know? Excuse me. Like, like the one, like this one time, okay? There's one time I'm in a town, I don't. I think I was doing like a side quest or something, and a dragon attacks. Okay, a dragon attacks, there's nothing funny about a dragon attacking the town, but he's attacking the town, the people are helping me, and the courier comes up to me to deliver me a letter. So while I'm talking to the courier, I get in my letter, the dragon is like coming down, and then he's killing everybody. And... My girl's like, here you go. Oh, a letter from the king. It's always moving up in the world. And he turns around and he starts fighting the dragon. Like, it's that stuff that makes the game funny and it makes the game memorable. Just because Bethesda knows the game is glitched. Bethesda knows the game is buggy. But are they going to fix it? Yeah, you know they're going to fix it. No one's going to say no to that. They're going to fix the bugs and glitches that cause the game to crash or cause the game not to work or the quest not to work. They'll fix those glitches and bugs. But they're not going to fix the ones that make the game funny or a little bit better, maybe, or just memorable. Because they know it's still going to be talked about to this day. That's just my opinion. So, there's a lot of funny moments I remember. Um, I remember a thief calling the guards on me because I stole from him. Like, I'm just like, you serious? Like, I stole the item that you just stole, and you're calling the guards on me. Like... <laughs> It's those moments that, you know, yes, I remember the story. Yes, I remember the guilds. But I also remember the funny moments more than I do the other regular moments. It's just a lot of stuff's happened. Especially, like, when you kill somebody with, like, a bow and arrow. Like, the way they ragdoll. You shoot them in the head. Like, they whip, lash back and forth. Or they do all this funny stuff. Like, it's funny. The gameplay with the glitches, it's funny, too, when you're killing them the kill animations they may be glitching everywhere or by one glitch where you kill an enemy and you close the door on him while he's on the ground and he's just he's just uh, moving on with face twitching and everything like that 
and it's just it was it's funny because you wouldn't think like if there's like to this day there's not that many bugs or anything like that but no there still is and it's still funny and it's still it still has its moments you look on youtube you look up you look up bugs and glitches there's like a compilation of all of them there's just it's that's how funny and good these these bugs are i know it's not practical to say that it the glitches and bugs are good for a game but to this one i think it is like i said yeah they fix yeah they're gonna fix their game you know that that's the thing they're gonna fix their game if it breaks the game or breaks something where the game's not playable they'll fix that and they'll keep the other stuff for like the stuff to talk about or you know it's kind of like publicity you know, if someone ever played the game, but they see their buddy do all these funny glitches and everything like that, or bugs, and they're like, okay, that's funny. Let me play, because let me, let me try it now. Let me see if I can find some stuff. It's like, that's what I think happens, and I think that's why they keep those in there. Like I said, that's just that's just my opinion. That's just what I think, but I think that's, I think that's what happens. Um, there's a lot of funny moments that happen in the game. There's, let me see... I know I know when you talk, talk to street vendors they're like oh like uh, I you know when you like you be aggressive with them and like they start attacking people like or you start attacking people and they're like oh my god no like like I don't have nothing like wrong with me like I'm, I'm scared I can't find nobody and but the dragon comes and they finally like get the courage to fight it with their bare hands like it's just funny the way it works and like how it works like you know like i think i think i was doing a side quest where i had to talk to this one guard it was it was a brother dark brotherhood side quest where you it wasn't a dark brotherhood side quest but you meet Cicero right before you go to dark brotherhood in the middle of the road right and i don't know what the hell happened where this guard kept attacking me and he just didn't want to listen you know you talk to the guards like okay i'll pay my fine or whatever he did not want to listen to me so what i had to do is i had to run and hide and then get naked and i had to go talk to him. He was like oh i never seen you before and then you had, that's how i completed the quest like i was like what are you serious like for real like <laughs> like it's just it's those funny moments that you remember then like it's just it's a cool will they fix the glitches and the bugs in the next game I mean, yeah, of course they are. They're like I said, they're gonna fix the ones where it's gonna break the game and everything like that. But are you gonna fix the ones where a guy is through the wall, but he's doing something funny? No, they're gonna fix. They're not gonna fix those glitches. Cause they're gonna see on YouTube and they're like, look, people are talking about our game. They're saying something good, not good, but like you know what I mean. They're they're talking about the game. I feel like that's what they want. They want that publicity. They want all that people talking about it you know even the ragdoll effects were funny where you pick somebody up and drop them or you drag them and everything like that those were those are funny and yeah you know you could say it's a broken game it's a broken game justin i, I know it's a broken game everyone knows it's a broken game who are you talking to that says it's not a broken game you know unless you're making it all up in your head it is a broken game but it's a funny fun broken game you know you can't deny that it's not fun and if you say it's not fun then you've been playing it wrong because it is fun i think to some people where they're like i have to beat every single thing learn every single thing 
people learn every single location or whatever. I can tell it's not fun for them because they're like a perfectionist and a completionist. Um, I can tell it's not fun for them, but it's fun for me for the casual player where I get home from a long day at work or, you know, I just want to relax and I play the game and I'm fighting all these things and something funny happens because of a glitch or a bug or I'm fighting a bear and a dragon comes in and kills a bear. And then, like, it's just, like, it's funny to me. Like, it, it's it's relaxing. That's what I liked about it because, like I said, it's it, I can have a long day and that makes me laugh. Um, I know I asked, a, I asked a, a few people on what, I asked a few people on Reddit and what was their funniest moment or funniest thing that they remember in a game. And so, one, you know, a few people, I, I wrote these down and a few people said, um, this guy got done raid, he, this guy got done killing bandits and he looted the chest and he had a bad chest where he had a sword and he dropped the sword and the bandit gave the sword back to him because he dropped it. And like, that's, that, that, that's funny. Uh, it's, oh, this one, uh, the next two are a couple, like, long, but I'll summarize it up. So one, one Reddit post, she was doing the College of Winter Hole quest and there was a random explosion and the Arch Mage died. And once people were around to see what happened to him, a dragon came and attacked them. And someone revived the Archmaid, you know, like a necromancer, he's a zombie right now, to help kill the dragon. But he didn't have it, he didn't use his magic, he used his fist. And after everything was all over and went back, they went back to huddle around him and ask what happened to the Archmage. Like, you know, like how someone dies and they go like, what happened? Who did this? That's what happened. So after he got done, killing the dragon helped killing the dragon and went to dust they still went back and looked at dust and like said who did this what happened i'm gonna find who did this um another person wrote that they were on the thousand they're going to the thousand steps whatever to hire rothgard and they're already like they didn't do the story they didn't do the main story they did everything else but the main story so i guess he probably decided to do like okay i'm gonna finally do the main story and so that little frost troll, that very first frost troll that you fight, that's hard if you didn't do anything else but the main story. He killed, he didn't kill it, he paralyzed it. And then his follower Serena from the DLC used lightning and it just bolted away. Like you've, you've used lightning before where on somebody and he just like bolts across the screen or he like goes flying. So this troll was flying, he goes down the mountain, and he's dying, he's dead, and he, I guess the guy felt bad, because he kind of died a gruesome death, and then, you know, another person wrote where he saw a thief steal from a werewolf, like, it's just, like, it's stuff like that, like, you can just be out in the middle of nowhere, and you're trying to, like, fast travel, but, like, you can't, because there's an enemy nearby, all of a sudden you hear the music like the enemy music going and you're trying to figure out who's chasing you or what's chasing you or who's hiding and it's just a mud crab like <laughs> you serious like a mud crab but that's what I'm saying like Skyrim is a fun game it's not a hardcore game it's not a competitive game it's it's a casual game it's for casual players it's for casual relaxation time it it's to it's it's just a good game for that situation. If you want to come home or you want to play Call of Duty or Halo or Destiny and everything like that and being competitive, 
Like that's that's what you want to do. That that's fine, but don't come looking to Skyrim thinking like it's just competitive. This is what I have to do. Like I have to be like no. This is just to have fun. This is what Skyrim is. It was all about having fun. It was all about like all those great stories. It was about you know the combat. It was about the kills. Like it was about the the people in Skyrim. Remember followers Lydia. You know, like it's she's very famous with like within Skyrim or with Bethesda, like just because she's your your thing. Like, it's overall Skyrim was a very very good game. That's why I say it. It's gonna be one. It's gonna go down as one of the greatest games of all time. Like I said, whether you like it or not, it is gonna go down as one of the greatest games of all time. Like I said, it had it had an impact in the gaming industry. It also had an impact in pop culture. You know, not other no other games can do that besides, you know, maybe of course Call of Duty, of course Halo, of course like other games like Minecraft and everything like that. Those games will go down as one of the greatest games of all time. And so will Skyrim. Skyrim will go down as one of the greatest games of all time. And so it's just like I said, it's just a fun, relaxing game where you can come home, you can take off your shoes, you can grab your Grab your drink, grab your food, and just have fun. That's all it is. You're just you're just having fun playing the game. So that brings us to the end of the first episode of our podcast talking about Skyrim. It was um, like I said, Skyrim was a very good experience. It was a very good game. It was a very good true to its role playing aspects. Like like I said, it the ugly Skyrim was you know was a very good game it was uh, it was I want to say revolutionary but it was so that concludes the very first episode of Midnight Gaming Session you know I want to thank y'all for joining me here in the middle of the night whatever you're doing if you're driving somewhere if you're at work if you're playing Skyrim or any other game right now you just can't sleep as I can, you know, as a, as a weekly basis, you know, come out each episode each week, that's my goal, you know, is to talk about all the games that we played when we were little or right now, discuss the aspects, the funny moments, the, all the other stuff that comes with it, you know, every, you know, the next, the next game we're going to talk about, but I won't say it because you have to tune into next week for that episode, but, you know, I will, I will leave off a little hint. You know, so the next game we're gonna talk about next week. It first started on the Game Boy. That's all the hint I'm gonna I'm gonna have for you. And if you have any questions or you wanna say something to me, I have an Instagram. It's called Midnight Gaming Sessions on Instagram or Midnight GS. If you can find that on Instagram, if you wanna have questions or DM me or whatever like that, that feel free to do it. tonight's episode of the night gaming session so i'm gonna go ahead and turn off my controller and i will see you guys in the next episode